And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good day to you, Dan. And Dr. Hans Vogt, associate professor, Ulster County Community College. Thanks for having me here. Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you in the studio today. I always look forward to this time together, uh, discussing various topics that's come up, uh, questions that have been raised. You know, this program, within the milieu of history, theology, current events, we seek to answer a number of questions. And on the agenda today is the whole question of where on earth did we come from? How did we get here? Commonly referred to as creation. And um, that will spawn, I think, a host of other questions as we uh, slowly work through this question. Um, Now, I was thinking about this before we started, and I know all of you were. And Hans, I see you sitting there with a dutifully drawn-out set of notes uh, typical of a good, well-prepared college professor. You know. And Mark, you're sitting there with an old book on your lap, as well as, of course, a very old book, and that is the Bible. Um, three or four sessions back, we were discussing the Bible, where it came from, how was it that God communicated it, and all of that. So we will refer our listeners back to those uh, MP3 files that are on the Redeemer website that talks about the origin of the Bible and the trustworthiness of the Bible, all of that has already been covered on previous programs. But as we start today, you know, gentlemen, I'd be interested in your backgrounds really quick. Um, My background, I'll discuss later, but there's a point here, and uh, just almost like a personal testimony, uh, start with you, Mark. Uh, What's your background? What are you bringing to the table, as it were, as we have this discussion today? Okay, my background is is one of having grown up in a Christian home. And uh, my educational background after high school, which was in a public high school, was uh, basically theological. I went to Moody Bible Institute, then I went to Mount St. Mary College in in Newburgh, and then I went to uh, Princeton Theological Seminary. Hmm. Hans? Uh, Well, I also... uh Public high school, uh, Christian college, Gordon College in Massachusetts, and mm-hmm. then graduate school at the University of Connecticut. Okay. And my background was uh, also brought up in a Christian home, um, went to the public school system, and uh, from there went to uh, a community college, and from there, uh, it was entirely secular, went to uh, a four-year school, um, finally got hired at work and and did a work-study program, again, secular school graduate. So uh, that's our background. But, but then your focus when you went to school was what? Engineering, right? It was engineering. It was the sciences. Yeah. And um, I preferred it that way. You know, my personality, I was not too much of a people person, kind of quiet, a little secluded. And um, the courses in high school were... Quite frankly, they were almost every one of them was biased against the Christian faith, and the teachers would make fun of us at times uh, when they found out of our commitment. So it was hard. Actually, it was very hard. There were not too many Christians around, and would encourage uh, young people today. I know our our son Stephen down at Stony Brook. One of the wonderful things that he's experienced is uh, Christian fellowship. 
Uh, he's part of uh, Inner Varsity. He's part of a local church down there, and it's just wonderful. Uh, you know, that's a large community down at Stony Brook, and he can walk around the campus, and you end up um, seeing other Christians. So that's that's a wonderful thing. The um, the point here is that we bring uh, experiences to the table, whether good or bad or indifferent, and uh, life experiences shape. Uh, what we believe and and our emphasis. So uh, today we're talking about origins, we're talking about creation in particular. I'm sure we'll get into evolution. And uh, But first of all, uh, where do we learn about creation from the Christian perspective? Of course, we, we learn creation from the Christian perspective from Genesis, the book of Genesis. First chapter, first, second chapters. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it might be a good idea to at least read some of these uh, portions of Scripture just to see what the Bible says. And um, I don't know if, who wants to start uh, reading Genesis 1. I can read some. Mark, you can read some. So I'll start, and then I'll hand it over to you. How's that? Sounds good. Okay, it says this. Um, this is God's Word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Mark, I'll hand it over to you from there. Okay. Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit after their kind, with seed in them on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seeds in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. And God placed them in the expanse of heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in open expanse of the heavens. And God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves 
which the waters swarm after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. And the gods saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the living things that move on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which the fruit yielded seed and it shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life I have given as green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw all that he had made and behold it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Okay, so that was Genesis chapter 1 in mm-hmm. its entirety uh, without comment. Thanks, Mark. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to take a short break and then come back and mm-hmm. discuss this now uh, regarding creation and all of the stuff that we'd like to talk about. But we got to take a short break. Stay with us now. You're listening to Redeemer Broadcasting. This is A Plain Answer. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Mm-hmm. 
And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. Hans Vogt, Associate Professor, Ulster County Community College. Today we're talking about origins, about creation. And uh, prior to the break, gentlemen, we uh, had just read, without comment, the first chapter of Genesis. Now, um, many things we can talk about here, and probably we're going to have a subsequent discussion on a plain answer next week, same subject and more information. But first of all, this text that we read is saying something. Can we, gentlemen, can we quickly review, I don't even know if it's going to be quick, uh, what is this text as we read it? What is this text telling us? Maybe first of all, the question is, what genre of text is this? Maybe, Mark, you can start us off here on that. Yeah, I would say if you're looking at various genres, and we do have, we have got poetry in the scriptures. We do have places where it's it's more allegorical. For example, many people believe that the Song of Solomon is very much allegorical in the manner in which it's done. You have prophetic figures of speech. You look at the book of Revelation, they're, they're prophetic. But then you have didactic prepositional truth, which you see a lot in the New Testament. You also have history. And uh, this clearly is in the genre of history. It is an historic account of what occurred. The whole rest of the book of Genesis clearly is historic. Uh, there's no reason not to believe that the first three chapters of Genesis are not historic as well. Mm-hmm. So um, what is it telling us here uh, in terms of uh, what happened? It, it seems um, obvious, but it's it's a sequence here that God is laying out, as, as I read it. And uh, what happens first? Well, the first thing, uh, and the, one of the main points, I think, in this passage, is the idea that God creates everything ex nihilo, that is, out of nothing. And this is an important point. We don't appreciate this, I don't think, but uh, the world in which the, the ancient world of, of Greek and, and, and Roman philosophers and so forth, the understanding of learned people was that the universe had always existed. Yes. Mm. And so for Jews and Christians to come along and say, no, it hasn't, uh, that it was created out of nothing by God, that was a radical idea in that time period, which was openly mocked by Greek yeah. and Roman philosophers. And indeed, that continued to be the case, not really until the 20th century, uh, the early 20th century, when um, Einstein's uh, general theory of relativity, uh, which he publishes in 1915, and then in the 1920s, you have the development of Big Bang Theory, was there a group of scientists laying out a case saying, yes, the universe was created ex nihilo out mm-hmm. of nothing. Of course, they stopped short of saying who did it, but, uh, yeah. you know. Mm. Now, that's as interesting to me as I ponder this and read this a number of times. Um, it's hard for us, you know, we're human beings created in the image of God, certainly, and um, it's hard for us to relate, really, to these first two verses. And the reason I say that is that we are space and time creatures. Mm-hmm. When God says he's created this, and, and clearly you're right, Hans, out of nothing, and the, the big word there is ex nihilo, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it means that there's absolutely nothing that we see now that was back then, and my words break down when I say back then, because even time itself 
did not exist. And that's why it's so very hard to relate to here. Right. Yeah, you have this phrase, in the beginning, God. And that, when you talk about that, that God was, we're talking about an infinite God. We are finite, he's infinite, and it's a concept we really can't wrap our minds around, at least Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And especially when you go on to see how he created this, and then you look at the vastness of the universe, and you see how far out he put some of these stars yeah. and galaxies, and the huge numbers, just the huge numbers involved yeah. with all of these. It's like, you know, I can't grasp it. Yeah, and how I was chuckling to myself, Mark, as you were <clears throat> as you were reading uh, verse sixteen, which is really part of the fourth day of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one sentence there that's made up of about five words. Very short, but it it implies something extremely huge when he says, he made the stars also. (laughs) I I look at that and I kind of chuckle because you realize, wow, that star that's out there, those thousands of light years out there, Mm -hmm. poof, he made it. And even my phrase poof doesn't accurately capture it, you know, because this is God just just creating this. But going back to the very beginning, um, we have God, and that's all we have. We don't even have time. We don't have matter. Um, God is a spirit, we're told. Uh, later on in time, once God creates time, he will take on human flesh, won't he? The incarnation of Jesus coming to this world. But at, at this point, if I can even use the phrase point, God exists. And so, (laughs) it's really hard to describe. It is. And and you can see, I mean, one of the interesting things in this passage is that it's, in some ways, a very bare-bones account. Um, It doesn't go into great detail. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in part because it doesn't need to. The important thing is who is doing the creating. Right. uh, And that it is an act of God's will. Mm -hmm. God wills it, God speaks it, and it happens. Mm -hmm. I want to focus, no pun intended, on light. (laughs) Um, In verse Mm 3, and I'm jumping over verse 2. We can go back there for just a moment, but I I just got to say this. He says, let there be light. And I, I'm th- sitting here thinking about what I learned in science, you know, about light and its wave nature and its particle nature. Mm-hmm. And I always I always enjoyed the particle nature because, you know, the, the photocells and the generation of electricity and, mm-hmm. and we use the photocells, you know, the principle of a photon and, you know, the amount of electricity that's generated from that. But here's, as I understand it, and I, I could be wrong here, but at this point, if I can refer to that, God is creating light. So I'm assuming uh, that at this point, the photon, if that's the right model, is created. And all of a sudden, there's light. And at this point, God has created time. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. And I crossed over verse 2, but Mark, maybe you want to comment. What happens in verse 2? In verse 2, the earth was formless and void. The Hebrew is tohuvohu there, formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. So it's the Spirit of God moving yeah. over this mass of chaos. So there's a, 
Yeah, well put. There's this, like, blob, I'm thinking. Yeah. There's this chaos. There's certainly water. At this point, he's created water, uh-huh. and the Spirit of God is somehow hovering over that, and then he creates light. It, it, to me, it's just remarkable. Um, the whole concept of lightness and darkness comes into existence at this point, doesn't it, in verse 4? Yes. And even uh, secular and atheistic, <coughs> frankly, uh, cosmologists basically agree with this, uh, in that uh, if you read cosmologists who talk about the um, Big Bang, um, they all agree that uh, one of the, the first things that happens uh, is that the universe would have been flooded with light. Hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, and, and this is from scientists who don't accept Genesis or believe in God or anything, but they do agree that, uh, you know, with, with uh, at least this particular part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all interesting, and uh, we're just barely scratching the surface here today, here on A Plain Answer. We're talking today about origins, about creation, uh, what the Bible has to say Uh, As we begin our discussion, we've read through Genesis chapter 1, and God is telling us where it all came from. Uh, This is a very valuable portion of Scripture. Just imagine, gentlemen, if God hadn't included this in the Mm -hmm. record that he gave to us, how thankful we are that he has included it. Now, we're, believe it or not, already out of time for this session of A Plain Answer. Um, This will be posted to the website as soon as possible so that you can download this and listen to it on your own. Uh, We want to remind you also that we have a toll-free number. If if you have a question related to creation or any question for that matter, we would invite you to uh, record it on our toll-free line. It is 888-724-4427. But um, before we end today's uh, edition of A Plain Answer, gentlemen, just some early wrap-up thoughts, early in the sense of this is a huge subject, we've barely scratched the surface today, but some wrap-up thoughts as we close the program today. I think one of the things that we understand is that God is the one who created us. If we understand that God is the one who created us, then the manner in which we live our lives will never be what it ought to be unless it's in tune with that God who created us. And that's why it's so important. We need to focus on that God so that we can live our lives mm-hmm. to the fullest. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely right. We, If we live in a universe which mm-hmm. has no fundamental meaning, no fundamental purpose, if it's all the product of random chance, uh, that's going to have an impact on the way we live our lives. But if we instead live as we do in a universe that was created deliberately with purpose, uh, out of the mind and the will of God, then we need to find our purpose. You know, as, mm. as Augustine said, you know, centuries ago, uh, hearts are restless till they find their rest in God. That's a good conclusion. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, My apology, really, to the listener, because there's so much to cover here today, and we've barely scratched the surface. We would encourage you, prior to next week's edition of A Plain Answer, for yourself, open the book of Genesis, read chapters 1 and 2 in preparation for next week, and uh, please do join us next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. 
For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Today we've had in the studio the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. Hans Vogt. Please join us again next week at this same time. May God bless you today with His grace and peace.